Hello, and welcome back to another exciting <laughs> podcast. I am Michael. Uh, I don't... I... I'm King K, let's break tradition. Oh, oh shit. I'm right! <laughs> you know people don't and like I'm it And I'm Shrek! You... What are you doing in my podcast? And I'm... John Cena! That's where I switched the recording off. I'm gonna go. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so today we are continuing. Wait, I didn't. Michael, stop talking. I didn't introduce myself. (laughs) My name's Hadox. Right, so today we're continuing our lengthy discussion on 3D Sonic games. Uh, We're gonna start off actually by um, revisiting our. I don't know what, Dan, do you think that we're going to take this audio that's happening right now and put it at the beginning um, of the Probably one? not, because I don't know if I can fit that in, like, because our transition would be really weird. Yeah, yeah, we can just start off and say what happened. My audio so, fucked um, up. <laughs> it's all Ryan's <laughs> fault. There's some recording difficulties uh, with our section on Sonic Heroes. Uh, everything else seemed to turn out all right. But, uh, Seems to Basically, Ryan screwed up. That's all we gotta say. Ryan's computer screwed up. It's all Ryan's fault. Every last bit of it. It's all your fault, Ryan. You're welcome. So we're gonna. <laughs> so we're gonna open things by discussing Sonic Heroes again. And uh, yeah, I think I'd prefer to. I don't really have. I don't know who wants to start. I I think that. We would all maybe agree when I say uh, that Sonic Heroes as a whole is a lot worse than Sonic Heroes when you just play one team at a time. Yes. Yeah. It's obviously repetitive when you play every team all together in one sitting, and that makes the game a lot worse than it has to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree 100% with that sentiment. That's pretty much the entire thing that what we were saying yeah, and I what I I'd say what I normally do play like Team Sonic one day, wait a few days, play Team Dark, wait a few days, play Team Amy. The game is fun when you pace yourself. Not yeah, really I usually dull. just play Team Sonic. <laughs> yeah, but I play T Team Sonic. I kind of like Team Dark. Team like, Dark. Yeah, I like, they overstay. Like in the later levels, they overstay the welcome, but like. Uh, like from the first part to the second half, you know, I thought you must have the patience of a saint, Ryan. I work I... in customer service, believe me, I do. I can't <laughs> deal with that. See, whenever... with that noise. I think the thing that really made me not like Team Dark was Mystic Mansion. Yeah, that stage. Right. Yeah, that stage was the worst. As a kid playing it and replaying that it. That stage gave me day. cancer. Well, really, I'm gonna die soon. Mystic Mansion is bad in any place. Like, even I don't Rose. think it's uh, bad as Team Rose. I think it is. I, think it's- I, I, I only dislike the stage as Team Dark. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The, Team the, Sonic the, the is... Worst chaotic, the worst Chaotix mission is there, too. Is that is that the one where you have to, like, put out the flames on the Fit 40? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't that bad. You know, I like it's, the music, not, though. It's yeah, not that terrible, but it is good. the worst mission. It's the worst mission? 
Yes, the worst mission of all the Chaotix levels is definitely that one. I'm trying to think. The one what that's makes it mind, so bad? The one that's coming because, to mind. like, with the other, the thing about Chaotix, and I know this is controversial for a lot of people, but I mean, like, I, I like Team Chaotix for the same reasons I don't like Shadow the Hedgehog's missions, because, like, yes, you have little tasks to do, but for the most part, there's a lot of leniency. Like, there's, I think, one level where you have to find like four horseshoe crabs. I think it's a there. There are a couple levels actually, but Seaside. I'm thinking of Lost Jungle no. in particular. And uh, in Lost Jungle, you either have to find more crabs or you have to find more chow. And there are a couple more chow than there are the number you have to get. So like, I don't know, maybe you get four, but there are like six in the whole level, so you can miss a couple. So for the most part, you're still playing the mo the same linear level, but you're still grabbing things along the way. But you have some leniency. With the torch mission, that's where that all kind of goes out the window, and you have to get every single torch, and you can't miss any of them. Which one? So that means there? that you. What did What did you have to do in Bingo Highway in the casino one? Get a lot of points, I, I thought. I think with the Bingo Highway, you had to get poker chips to unlock oh, yeah. the door. Yeah, yeah. But in Casino Park or whatever it's called, the first level in that zone. So to speak, you had to get a hundred, uh, couple hundred rings, uh, but that wasn't too bad from my I, recollection. I remember that I remember both of them being bad, but not because the the stuff you had to do was bad. It's just that the levels themselves. Like I do not, I, I love the music for Bingo uh, Bingo Highway. Everything else, I I can't stand. It. Mm -hmm. I thought Bingo Highway was a unique stage. Not for Chaotix, but as the other teams. Yeah, but unique doesn't always mean good. I thought it was an okay stage. It wasn't really, that bad. It was only the pinball stuff and the bingo stuff. Everything else. See, like I didn't really mind high. the pinball. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. But guys, it's it's the worst thing ever, and the camera's complete ass, and it's impossible to control. So Sonic Heroes is the worst game ever. I'm gonna spend several extra Let's Play parts bitching about this thing that doesn't matter. Hey, if we're being serious though, I do think the camera in the, in the pinball parts is a legend. Yeah, it could've I been could, better. I, I could never get behind it. Mm -hmm. Well, also that brings up another point maybe worth discussing. Exo Paradigm Gamer that <laughs> in Let's Plays I, this is what I've sort of come to realize that let's plays you sort of say things that you probably wouldn't yes, say. Yes, that is absolutely yeah. true. I 100% uh, agreed. So I can speak from experience but I'm still saying that when popular people with a lot of influence do a let's play of a certain game and over exaggerate how bad something is then it becomes a talking point and everybody Whoever has to review the game from now on has to address it one way or the other. Who did the Let's Play? Yeah, I'm not gonna say on the, on the stream. It doesn't really matter. Oh. It's it's not the people who did it that matter. It's the the talking point that matters. I've never heard about that complaint. Like I've never actually heard the camera complaint. So, well, I've heard the camera complaint, but I haven't heard it be that big of an issue. Like the biggest talking point for Sonic Heroes. It's not, like, one of the biggest ones, it's just one that, like, I spent a lot of time on. 
I just so. don't like the camera in, in that one part, or in any of the, uh, the pinball parts. I think the camera in Sonic Heroes overall is fine. Like, yeah, yeah the because the levels are structured for them. Yeah. <laughs> and you can freely rotate the camera, and that's something I always like about 3D platformers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of 3D platformers, this is off topic, but I want to maybe say something since it's on my mind. Ukulele looks really good. That's very <laughs> off-topic. It looks like my favorite Sonic game. Sonic 06. I, I was Whoa. Say Sonic 06 but... See, alright, I got to play a demo of that first world. I don't know if anybody's seen the trailer or gameplay of it, yeah. but it's a big world, and it's really good. That could be either good or bad, depending on how they handle it, because... Have you played Banjo-Tooie? Yeah. Hey, Docs? Yeah. Because, like, I know that there are some people who can't get into Banjo-Tooie because the worlds are simply too big for them. Oh, yeah. See, the thing is with uh, Ukulele that I like is that the worlds are big enough, and they also have a lot in them. There's a lot of characters and other alternate pathways to explore. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, in for instance... I don't know why I'm talking about ukulele. It's on my mind. But in the first level, you can climb up this big mountain and talk to a cloud. A clued. And the clued says to you something like, Oh, if you make me cry, I'll rain. And then if you make him cry by blowing on him, he'll make a waterfall appear and you can swim in new parts of the levels. So it's pretty cool. Or, you can, just, or you can just remind the cloud of Eris. You know, that'll do the trick. But Aerith didn't mm. die, as Game Theory actually said. <laughs> Aerith did not die. I mean, Aerith was stabbed, but she technically drowned. Yeah. So she died. She stabbed, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But she didn't die. Die. You know what I mean? She drowned. She drowned. That's not the same as dying. She drowned and possessed a haunted. That's like Final when people Fantasy say that. Disc. It's like when people say that fish isn't meat, and it's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, that's a good one. Anyways, people say they don't consider chicken meat, but it's, it's that makes no fucking meat. sense. Like, I'm gonna look up the definition of meat on the Oxford Dictionary right now. <laughs> the definition of meat. And I'm meat. going to prove to you that the way that the word is defined, it would cover fish. Meat, you... the flesh of an animal, especially a mammal, as food. And fish are animals. And the meat inside of the fish that we refer to as fish is flesh. So there you have it. No, fish, fish is meat. are friends, not food, Michael. Well, have you ever, haven't you ever seen Finding Nemo? Ah. What? Does I'm Nemo gonna, eat someone? I'm going to have to go find the memo in that one. Uh, oh! <laughs> Anyways, Sonic Heroes... Also, another thing I don't like about Sonic Heroes is the last story. Yep, getting the chaos. Getting to it, or the, the last story itself? What? I don't Do like either. Hmm. It It's not a good payoff for all of the things you have to do. I would agree. Yeah. I still have Kick-ass final theme, though. Yeah, that's the only thing that's really good. But you could say that about Solaris in Sonic 06. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the fact that there isn't even, like, a final level. Yeah. At least Sonic 06 had a final level. At least it's better than Sonic Heroes. 
Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. Like, the thing about it, though, is that I still feel like I get a full Sonic-esque experience by just playing one, even one of the storylines. Yes. Because you see all the levels, you fight almost all the bosses. I mean, really, the only thing you're missing out is a two-phase final boss that isn't even that great. So it's like, I still feel like if you took just Team Sonic and made it just the whole game, mm -hmm. it would fit into the same sort of category as, like, the classics. In terms I of feel... the way it's designed and how many bosses there are, how many zones, how many levels and whatnot, how long it is. As an extension to that, I would even say if... I mean, building off of that is what I mean. If you made the entire... If you made Sonic Heroes and more levels for Team Sonic, it would be a lot better, too. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, if they put more time and effort into making Team Sonic fleshed out and maybe having Team Chaotix as a thing, like an optional thing later on after you beat the final story. Yeah. I think that could have been better. I mean, like, really what they needed to change, like, very simple changes, just don't make it so they have to beat all the teams to see the final boss. Yeah. I, I think I even said this last time, I'd rather beat all the teams than get all the animals. Yeah. That's just me. Now, for me, I find that the special stages, they aren't any good, but they are beatable. The special like stages? Yeah. Really, the only- the snafu that I ran into for the longest time was I thought that I had to mash the boost button, when all you have to do is hold it. Yeah. And then they'll automatically keep moving forward, so you don't have to hold up on the stick and then move left and right at the same time. That's the big problem with the control, but if you hold the boost button, then you automatically move forward, and then you can just dodge off to the side, and it, the controls are a little better. I didn't know that. I still don't like playing special stages, though. I find them annoying. Same. I don't like them either, but they're like... Compare that to Sonic 2, where they're like... Terrible, god-awfully designed, and they're almost unplayable without memorization. Yeah. I mean... I don't... What Sonic game, in terms of special stages, got it right, would you say? Three Knuckles. Sonic 4 Episode 2. Episode 2? Yeah. What was that? It was the about? it was the half pipes, but it wasn't nearly as bullshit. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I still I, I wouldn't even say Sonic Three Knuckles. I still hate the the uh, fucking Those are the only ones I can beat consistently without like having to replay them a million times. Have you yeah. done have you played the ones in Sonic Four Episode Two or in Sonic Rush? Because they ain't bad at all. No. They're actually pretty damn easy. Hold on. Isn't the one where you had to touch the screen? Yeah, Sonic Rush, you had to touch the screen. But it was I very, remember those, it, it and was they were like half really pipes. Easy. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers Heroes, unless we have anything else to add. I like it. For the most part. Yeah, I like it. I always I'd go like back it. to it. I'd like the sum of its parts more than the whole. I can't say I enjoy Sonic Heroes as a package. Uh, I enjoy the pieces of that package, if that makes any sense. I would agree wholeheartedly. That is exactly how I feel about Sonic Heroes. Yep. So we talked about Shadow in 06 last time, I think. Yep. So did we did we get... So I guess we're on to Secret Rings and Black Knight now. 
Might as well do them together since they're, you know, part of the same little sub-series. Hell yeah. I remember liking Secret Rings, but it's been a really long time since I played it. And I don't mean, like, liking it to the extent of, like, like Sonic Adventure 1 or 2, or even Heroes for that matter. I acknowledge, I acknowledge that the game is not that good, but I think for what it was, it was fine. I, I, I never really looked at The Secret Rings as a Sonic game, but rather a, hey, look, what, look this is how Sonic can work on the Wii, like a tech demo. Because, like, it, mm-hmm. it, it reminds me, because, like, when the DS came out, or when the DS was being uh, shown off for Eddie 3 or whatever, there was like a Sonic demo where you see, it was pretty much like Secret Rings where it's just, you run in straight line and you move left and right. It's just to show like the capabilities of the 3D, or of the DS. And that's really how I look at Sonic and the Secret Rings. It's like, this is what the Wii can do. It can make these good graphics. It can handle this kind of speed. And, you know, it can do motion controls. It's a tech demo for me. I don't really consider Sonic and the Secret Rings a game. But that's just but me. Just- I know other people hate it. They're not wrong for hating it. I understand. Well, like, I just don't care. Like, Ryan, I feel like this you could make that same excuse for Star Fox Zero, but I don't think that you'd buy it there. But the difference here, I would feel like I, I would let that go with Star Fox Zero if it came out within the same year as the Wii U's launch. And if I remember correctly, uh, Sonic and the Secret Rings came out not too long after the Wii released. If I remember right. Yeah, it's somewhere in there, like 2006, 2007. Yeah. I, so I don't see why that matters. Like they're still, because they're still, because Sega was still tinkering around with the hardware to see what they can and can't do. Nintendo already yeah, knew what the they Wii U's almost irrelevant now. Yeah. Oh, King K. You... So, like, having a tech demo released so late, it's not really a tech demo at that point, you know? Like, mm. people already know what the Wii U does. And for context, I'm not saying Sonic and the Secret Rings is better than Star Fox Zero. It's not. I would say yes. You would say yes? Oh, controversy. Hey, Docs, you will be hanged, drawn, and quartered for this insolence. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate Secret Rings. I, th- I would disagree with you, Ryan. I think it's a full game. I think it's a real game, you know? Uh, when I played it, Back in the day, I haven't played it in a lot a while, or rather, I haven't finished it in a while. But from what I've played, revisiting it the other day, I thought it was pretty okay. I think it's almost. I. You can't really talk about Secret Rings, and why, you know, why it's such a lowly regarded game in the series without talking about the controls. Bit, like I don't mind the story. I mean, like there's there's some bad things about it, but I I don't know. I didn't expect hard art from it. It's just Sonic is in a storybook. That's kind of an interesting idea. And it's also kind of interesting to see how your favorite characters will get reincarnated there. That was kind of fun. And the graphics do they don't look the best, but they for an early release Wii game they they do the job. Yeah, music's pretty good for the most part. I'd say. I really like the music in Secret Rings. But, you know, what good is all of that stuff if the controls are so bad that it's nearly unplayable? What do you think makes the controls bad? Just out of curiosity. Like, are they not responsive, or... 
it's why it didn't need to control this way. Okay. And I know that some people will say that about like Star Fox Zero, but even like that use, it's it's all about what motion control should be used for. Some people think they shouldn't be used at all. I'm not one of those people. Generally, if you can make use the motion controls in a way that enhances the experience and it's something that you couldn't do with a button or a stick, then I'm all for it and you know give it a, an honest try. Like, I like the sword play in Skyward Sword, because it's really responsive, and it's it takes it has a learning curve, I'll give you guys that, but once you learn it, it just is so intuitive and so much fun to play with. I feel the same way about Star Fox Zero, though I think the intuitive factor is a little less there. But with Secret Rings, why would I want to control Sonic this way? Like, why... why couldn't that just... Because, like, I guess as long as we're talking about this game with the Black Knight. With the Black Knight, it's it's Skyward Sword Light in terms of controls, like what the motion control is used for, but there that makes more sense because you're swinging the sword and it's supposed to be more, uh, I guess, immersive. I mean, it doesn't control that well. It controls fine enough for what they're trying to do, but it's not Skyward Sword, you know. But there... That use of motion controls makes more sense to me, but using the motion controls to move around Sonic, period? Like, uh, you, you guys have all played Ratchet & Clank Tools of Destruction, right? Yes. No. I have. Uh, so you know like those puzzles where you have to move around the six axis to move that little ball into the hole? Oh uh, yeah, you mean my favorite ones? Yeah. Th my that's what Sonic controls one. like in Secret Rings. And it's just like... The motion controls there made no sense, and they don't make any sense in Secret Rings, either. You could... It would be so much tighter and more responsive to control Sonic with a D-pad, or an analog stick, than it, than it is by tilting the Wii Remote around, like that. It doesn't work for what they're trying to do. There's no reason that it had to be motion controlled that way. There's no reason that, to use a homing attack, you have to, like, shake it forward. It's just, like... Why couldn't that have been a button? And I really don't think the fact that it's an early release Wii title really excuses it from that. I'm it's... not saying it excuses it. I'm just saying that, like, that's probably the mentality that they had. And I guess on top of that, like, the controls for me are enough to sink the experience. But what makes it even worse than that... I mean, like, it, even if it controlled alright, the level design is not that good. The mission structure is not... I mean, like... There's some missions that are really bad, but most of them you can skip. But the thing about it is that you don't know mm -hmm. what missions you have to do in order to progress. Like, you don't know what it is that you have to do to find all the bosses, get all the world rings, and then fight the real final boss. The game doesn't tell you. It just keeps giving you mission after mission after mission to do. And you never know what you're supposed to do. And then it's just like... So, like, it's not like... If I can at least compliment Shadow the Hedgehog for this. I, d I mean, like, with those... Even if you didn't like the Lost Impact or the Doom, you could skip them. I still don't think that excuses how bad they are, but at least you could skip them. And you could know that you could skip them. With Secret Rings, you don't know whether or not you have to do the Dinosaur Egg mission or not. Because the game doesn't tell you. You know, that statement out of context... Like, imagine if you just took that statement... <laughs> what you just said about the Dinosaur Eggs and put that in one video... Would that make any sense? 
Would people know what you were talking about? I think most... It's something that gets mentioned in a lot of Sonic and the Secret Rings reviews and Let's Plays. Like, I know for a fact Clement mentioned it. I know right. for a fact Johnny mentioned it. Johnny made his Secret part. Rings review? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I've never and watched on it. A, I, I mean, like... I don't agree with him on everything about Sonic. When it comes to the Dark Age, I'm, like... With 06, with Shadow, with Secret Rings, I feel like he sums up my thoughts pretty well. Yeah. For what it's worth. See, and you brought up Black Knight, but I remember having a better time with uh, Secret Rings than Black Knight. Because, I, maybe it, it was just because, like, in Secret Rings, all you really do to control Sonic is just to move him left and right and flick the Wii Remote to do uh, the homing attack. And I don't remember having to do that very often, but with Sonic and the Secret Rings, it felt like ev like all I was doing was just shaking the Wii Remote violently. And that just got okay, old after well, a while. And also, I didn't really... I, I think the music isn't as memorable. Not to say it wasn't as good, but like I can't remember like the first stage's music. I don't even remember any of the, like, the, the level designs or anything. In the Black Knight? Yeah. Besides the main thing, obviously. Well, that's Misty Lake. That's the first level. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, I wouldn't know. I just know the and main theme in uh, the... I know... See, I'm the exact opposite way, Ryan. I can remember a lot of the Black Knight musical stuff, but I really can't remember Secret Rings music. I yeah, remember both. I'm more or less the same. I think they're both awesome soundtracks. They do, but I don't really remember Secret Rings as much as I do Black Knight. Okay. Yeah. I did use a Secret Ring song for the uh, uh, the Star F or Windy Bitch Star Fox Assault video. There's like a montage in it, and it's just like every single drop before you got boom boom. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Every I single use... bit of all you have. That's what I used for the montage, and it was it's it's cool. I really like but, the I music mean, in that game, in Secret Ring. Yeah, the weird thing is, is that when I first put it in, I was just like, hmm, what's a really stupid song that, that's, like, really trying too hard? Then I put it in that montage, and I heard it so many times because while I was editing, because it was an editing-intensive part, that after that, I unironically liked the song. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's what happens, man. You're so indie, Michael. You're so indie, you know? Well, I picked up the main thing from you, Haddix. The, what? You know, the Mang thing? Calling someone Ming? Oh. Me? See, I only did that in text because I accidentally typed a G one day. Like, <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Dan, what do you think of The Secret Rings? Uh, I think it's okay. Probably a little airs on the bad end because if I were to review it um, I'd probably destroy it but to be honest I can play it just fine I don't know I never really had too big of an issue with the motion controls but that's just a perspective thing I think the music's fucking awesome I love the the level themes I love that you can go to like mm -hmm. a dinosaur place and you can go to like the the bone place. I love Levitated yeah. Ruin. That's I think that's my favorite stage. 
um, well, theming-wise. I don't, I don't know about, like, gameplay, but, you know, I just think it's fun, and I like Black Knight a little bit more, actually, but I think they're both fun in their own right, but they're just honestly, okay. Honestly, Black Knight is probably one of my least favorite Sonic games. Like, I do not rem that game did not leave an impression on me at all. I, I like handle multiple Black Knight more. Huh? I said that it handled multiple playable characters, though. Like, you didn't have to. Like, if I remember correctly, you didn't have to play as multiple playable characters. They were just kind of there as an extra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Lancelot and all of them. Galahad and Percival. Yeah, and, well, you know, the, the game definitely has a following. I've seen it. But yeah. it's just, it's not I my, think, it's not my thing. I think the other thing is that I like old mythical legends, like the Arabian Nights and, um... Knights of the Round Table. I like stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So like Ryan, I would actually agree with you on some things about Black Knight. Like I think if there's one Sonic game that's completely forgettable, it's probably Black Knight. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you I know still as much think... fun as I have with it, I do kind of agree that it is a bit forgettable. Yeah, like it just feels like if you took every single cliche about 3D Sonic. Like the the good and the bad, and through it in a blender, Black Knight would come out. Yeah, you know, like you have the God Monster at the end. You have like I don't know. It just the it, the thing about it. I still think it's a much better than Secret Rings, just for the fact that it can be controlled. I agree completely on the on the uh, the sword play though, Ryan. It is just shake to win, and it's just like literally there's this spinny move you can do. And you it's can you do that for the in Yeah, that's it. Which is why I say, like, Skyward Sword Light, because it's like, it wants to do what Skyward Sword does, but it lacks the intricacy that Skyward Sword has, like, where you have to slice in certain directions to get at the enemies, or you have to stab, or you have to do Skyward Strikes and stuff. With Sonic and the Black Knight, you just keep whacking enemies till they die. There's no strategy. The combat never gets more complex or more demanding, and, you know, that's it. But I still think it's a better game simply because it has functional controls. Um, the one thing that they fixed that I really like is that you don't have to do... It's clear about what you need to do in order to finish an area and move on with the game. Like, you get one mission at the very beginning where you play sort of like the whole level... And then, like, you get a bunch of submissions after that, and I don't think you actually have to beat all of them in order to progress. Like, you can pick and choose a little bit, which is nice. Um, and the way that they organize the missions is a little more intuitive, too, so you don't just have this giant laundry list of shit to do. Um, and let's see. The bosses? Honestly, don't remember anything about the bosses in Secret Rings. I remember rings, a dragon. That's it. There's... Well, so... Uh I think the Knights of the Round Table is where you realize the limitations of the sword play. Yep. Because, like, so, like, I'm watching Clement's playthrough, right? And he's, like, talking about how great the boss those bosses are, and I'm just like, what game have you been playing? Like, really, the only thing I learned to do, and that, that was by the time I got to Percival, I guess, which is Blaze, is that, is to block at the right times. And other than that, you just keep whacking them till they die. There's not, there's no, like that, those bosses were the moments where the combat could have gotten really interesting, really, you know, intricate. Like, I mean, like, whether it belongs in Sonic games, obviously, another discussion, but as long as we're having it in here, um, 
can we at least have some depth to it, some strategy? And the black, the round table knight fights in that game don't have that. And then you have King Arthur. And like, I'm watching Clement's playthrough, and he's just like, oh yeah, this boss is really easy. And just like, when I fought him, it took me like a million tries because of how... Like, the problem with the second King Arthur fight is that you have to block his attacks by swinging in the correct direction at the right time, but they give you no time to do it. So it's like, you just fucking die. It's like impossible. It's unless if you really buckle the fuck down and get your reaction time, like, spit spot perfect. And then, like, I see people on the internet saying it's easy, and it's just like, what game have you been playing? Or what game am I playing? You know what I mean? Yeah. The game looks pretty, though. That it does. But, uh, what, what else do you guys think have to say about Black Knigget? <laughs> it's, it's not a very good game. However, it's... It's what I would call mindless, a mindless romp, sort of, yes. for some points. So you just play it for the heck of it, and you don't... You have a, an okay time just swinging your sword. I had the most fun playing it with my friends, and just, you know, playing it as sort of a background thing while we're talking. Yeah. Um, let's see... One thing I did hate about it is that once you get to a certain point in the game, the true big bad is revealed, and then that—that's where the game went from. You know, this is kind of all right to just kind of like, no, this is—I think this is a bad Sonic game, and that's that's because the level design gets starts to get pretty bad, like or pretty sloppy in my opinion, because like all of these levels have time limits. I think you have to play this some of the other... I don't think you have to, but the game sort of implies that you, you should, because that's what the cutscenes happen at the end. Like, like um, you have to take the, the weapons that belong to the Knights of the Round Table and put them in these stones to open a pathway to the final boss. That's how I remember it being. So you have, like, these four levels. Um, and all of those levels have a time limit. And, cause like, up the thing about Black Knight is that there are unlimited lives, so you can die as many times as you want until you beat the level. Which is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not perfect design, but, you know, at least it makes the game end quicker. But with the final levels, they add a time limit in. So what that means is that if you die too many times in, like, the, due to the shitty enemy placement, or the, uh, you know, a bunch of surprises you can't see coming. Eventually, the time limit's gonna catch up with you, and you'll have to replay the whole stage. And these stages can get pretty long, and, and it's always just like, it, it always feels like the way the platforming is set up. I'm thinking of uh, the Dragon's Lair level in particular. Like, there's another level, and, and it's, like, it's the level that you play Sonic, where you, where you go into, the, like, this cave. It's like a crystal cave. There's another level like it earlier in the game, but it's sort of like all the, the last four levels are like sort of different reimaginations of levels you've already played, and um, which is fine. And so like you go to this Dragon's Lair level and it's just like the floor keeps falling out from under you. These giant enemies keep spawning in, in places and knocking you backwards into the pit. And uh, I remember like sometimes that. I remember that. Yeah. Vivid, like I remember that specifically. And uh, so it's just... 
and there's like no way to kill them before they hit you back into the pit, or at least that's what it felt like at the time. It's just like that level is just such a chore to play through, and it's like right at the end. Then after that you fight a boss, then you fight another boss and the game's over. And it's just like that last chunk of the game was just like, good lord, can it end already? And that's that was already after King Arthur had pissed me off because of how you have to time those swings yeah. and how it doesn't work because they don't give you enough time to do it. It's a, so, like, you know how when you fight the buck, the Bokoblins in Skyward Sword, it's just like you have to slice them from a certain direction, but they always block you. But the only way to get your Wii Remote over in the direction you need to swing from is to swing that way. So it always, like, knocks against the club and bounces off, you know? You know that? No. Um, see, it feels it feels like that's kind of the same thing that happens with that King Arthur section. It's just, it's just like, oh, I have to swing from this direction, but then you swing, you, but in moving the Wii Remote over quickly enough to then swing from the other direction, the game registers it as a swing, and you lose. You you lose the little mini game, and then you, you, you're fucked. I remember the King Arthur fight being a pain in the ass. Both of them. Yeah. I will say, now, um, I also remember, um, I remember liking the chemistry behind Sonic and uh, Calico. Th that's, that's another thing I think uh, uh, both of the storybook games did well. Um, I, I do like the way how it presented the story with the comic panels and everything. Um, and I also think that the stories in both games had a pretty decent tone where, you know, there were things at risk. Or at least it felt like as if things were at risk, or it took itself seriously. But there were still plenty of moments of um, of lightheartedness and fun-loving nature that Sonic is known for. So if I can give yeah. those games any credit, it's that they know or it, they knew what kind of tone to take. Just like Sonic yeah. Unleashed. Bam! Knew exactly what I was going to say for. about Black Knight say first. I don't, I don't have, have anything else to say. No, not really. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. So on to Unleashed. Would you care to start us off, Ryan? You want to know what I really think <laughs> about Unleashed? He loves the game. No, it's actually my least favorite 3D Sonic game. For Ryan. the Xbox 360. Mm. Ryan, you're fired. <laughs> Can't fire me. You're descended from the family, Elliot. Resignation. But no, I... I I never liked the HD version of Sonic Unleashed, honestly. It, it's not so like... So you like the Wii version better? I like the Wii... I remember liking the Wii version more. I remember actually beating the Wii version, but I can't be bothered to beat the 360 version because it's a collectathon, you know? And it's just like, oh, you want to go to this other level that's, like, really cool? Well, in order to do that... You have to go be the Werehog, go back to another level, and collect X amount of Y in order to get to Z. And I think that is just... It's... Sonic games, in my opinion anyways, should not have that. And even then, I don't really think that the daytime levels are that interesting. Yeah. I, now, I'll admit that, you know, the story is good, the music is good, and, you know, it's probably the most beautiful Sonic game we'll ever get. It is a beautiful game. I think it's the best-looking Sonic game, period. But I don't like the daytime levels because they're just not that interesting to me. It's like, they're fast, but that's really all they are. I don't like being the Werehog because it's boring and it's uninteresting. I don't like the whole collectathon aspect. And I already know 
about Eggman Land and how it's like this huge, tedious slog to go through. So it's like, okay, well, I already know what's at the end of the game. Frankly, I don't want to play it because it does not look that fun. And the final boss doesn't look that fun either. So oh, what's the God, point of even Dark playing Gaia. Anymore? You know, it, it just, I dropped it when I found all this stuff out. I was like, I'm just, I'm not interested. <clears throat> I, I disagree very much with your sentiments. I... <gasps> You're not the only one, though. I know Sonic Unleashed has, like, a huge following, and I can't say that they're wrong because the game is still technically a good game. I'm not saying it's as bad as Sonic 06 or anything, because it's not. It's still a technically good game. It's just not one that I like. It's actually one that I really don't like. Oh. Well, like, here's my thing. I really enjoy the, uh... I, I enjoy the daytime stages a lot. Mm. I enjoy the music a lot. I actually enjoy the Werehog segments. I don't mind them. I had a lot of fun with them, despite how repetitive the battle theme is, and how so many other games do what the Werehog was trying to set out to do, like Bayonetta, for example. But if you can tolerate the Werehog segments, which I believe you can, not you, but I'm just saying you as in general, I think you could have a fun time with the game. No, I mean, I see why people like it. I really do. But it's just, I need more than that. You know? What do you mean, more than like, that? It, it, well, when it comes to the daytime stages, anyway. Like, I see why people like the daytime stages. Like, right. I, And I understand that it does take a certain skill to be good at them. But it's like, when I have something like Generations, where it's like... It's not literally all about speed and time platforming. It's a bit more loose when it comes to that kind of stuff, but it still remains to, like mm -hmm. it's still fast. You know, I'd generations rather is. I mean, uh, Unleashed is fast. No, Unleashed is fast, but really, that's all. What there he's is saying to it. is that that's the problem. Oh, is, is that is just fast, but like uh, Generations has like bits of platforming and everything like that. At least I, maybe so, there's yeah. like alternate paths that I missed. In Unleashed, there's definitely there are platforming. Yeah, there are there are plenty though. of alternate paths in Unleashed. Yeah, but I think it's well, kind of like with Sonic Adventure 2, where it's like, yeah, there's alternate paths, but those the paths themselves are... <clears throat> no, I don't... I'd, I'd say that the paths in Unleashed are better than the ones in Adventure 2. Okay. Um, I think that if you were to go back and play the, the daytime levels again, you'd, you'd be surprised. But I, I do actually kind of agree with Ryan in some respects. Now... The daytime stages in particular, uh, feel almost like we should have, be having Nick in this discussion because he's kind of a, you know, I just unplugged my headphones by accident. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but he, I don't know, he sort of has a unique opinion on Unleashed and has had it that evolve quite a bit. But with the daytime stages, I guess. If you play those and then go play Colors or Generations after that, you can feel a noticeable difference in how they play. It's not something that's easy to put into words, but if I could, I'd say that Unleashed is the speed-focused game, Colors is the platforming-focused game, and Generations kind of balances the two the best of the bunch. Exactly. So, when you play, let's just say, Generations for the sake of 
you know, example. The levels don't require nearly as much precision. It's it like Ryan says, it's a little it's a lot looser when you play them. You, there's not as many like, oh, I better do this at just the right time, or I better, you know, move quick step left or right at just the right time. And, or like, um, the levels seemed like at a better length too, I think. Because uh, like some of the later Sonic Unleashed levels just, like Shamar, just go on, not, not Shamar, what was the island one? Adabat? That level felt like it went on for like two minutes too long, but, um, but... So, like, when you go back to play Unleashed and you play the daytime stages, I mean, part of the thing about Generations that makes it a little bit easier to play is that they take some of the control, like, some of that extra control away from you. But then when you go play Unleashed, they require you to use everything in your arsenal all the time. And it gets to be a little too much to juggle, especially if you're just learning the boost control scheme. Because, uh, like, compared to the other control schemes for Sonic, like, you go play an Adventure 1, Adventure 2, Heroes, Shadow, 06. It's pretty simple. Like, you have- you move around, there's a jump, and then there's usually a secondary button, too. But then you play, um, Unleashed, Colors and Generations, and you have movement, you have a quick step, you have jumping, you have stomping, you have quick stepping, you have all this stuff, and then on top of that you have, like, um, you can, like, skid and drift. And you could do all these other advanced things, which are really fun to play with if you can master them. But yeah. when you're first playing the game, like I think Frank the Game and Tank said some said something about this. Like the controls are are like there's a lot going on at once, and the game doesn't pace it out for you and Unleashed very well, uh, from my recollection anyway. Like you start the game and you're immediately sort of expected to know how to do all this stuff, and it can be overwhelming. Now once you master the game. Like, say you play Colors Generations and you go back to Unleashed, I think you'll enjoy it more than someone who just picked up Unleashed as their first game with that formula and found that it was too much for them. I think the the level that... I, I give Unleashed props, you know, for sort of setting the, uh... Coming up with the blueprints. Yeah, just sort of setting the stage, coming up with a new idea for a way to con for Sonic to control in 3D that's really fast but still has some platforming in it. But um, I, I think going back to it, you know, I, what I have heard though is that there's like this Project Unleashed mod for yeah, Generations. Yeah, Sonic Generations. I've heard that they like take, that if you play those levels with the Unleashed controls, they're more fun to play. Huh. I've heard that Project Unleashed is... So I, I don't have the PC version of Generations, so I can't check that out, but I, I am I, curious. How do you mod Generations on PC? Do you know King K? Oh great, magical PC wizard. Just look up the Unleashed mod, you should find it. It's pretty easy. It'll give you a tutorial on how you put it in the game files. Hmm. Yeah. You just have to like access the Steam folder. I will also say this though, is that um, Unleash is a game that's a lot of fun to watch people play, to see how they do all this crazy stuff. I just don't like playing it myself. Like, this is a game that I completely respect, because you know this was definitely the start of the uphill climb for Sonic Team and Sega, but I still just, I don't get any enjoyment. But that's just me. I know, again, like it's like Black Knight, where people really do like this game, and I think the following for Unleashed is significantly larger than that of Black Knight. And I respect it, I really do, and I, I, I see why people like it. It's just, it's not my thing. 
It's, I find it to be more frustrating than fun. I respect your opinion, Ryan. Thank but you. But as you know, I disagree. I, That's... like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I have a lot of fond memories growing up as a kid enjoying Unleashed, but I still... Like, I bought PS4, not, but I bought PS4, I bought the PS3 version of Sonic Unleashed a couple months ago, and I gave it a play, and I had a lot of fun with it. There are obvious laws with the game, I don't think it's a perfect game, it's definitely not a perfect game. There's so much more that it could improve on and be better. But I still think it's a good game. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't think I said it here. I don't think it's a bad game. It's just not one that I can enjoy. Right. I mean, I don't know. So, if I, I don't know if so I call you, it a bad game. So you, you can like. Mean it. You just don't prefer it. I don't prefer it, and honestly, okay. like I, I, I'd rather not play. It. Okay. Because it's just mm. I don't like playing. You can't get into it, and that's fine. Yeah. Not I can't get into certain games too, but I can still acknowledge that they're good, but just not for me, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so you want to hear it's, it's hmm? funny, uh, at least for my experience playing Unleashed is, because like I, I, you know how we sort of talk all the time about how, you know, like for lack of a better word, classicists, people who grew up with the classics and prefer them over everything else, you know, especially the ones that are very like. Um, hoity-toity about it. It's just like, nothing can ever be as good as this. Um, and how they sort of play the adventure games, and it's just like, why couldn't they make it like the old ones? <laughs> that that was how I experienced Unleashed the first time I played it. I was so used to Adventure 1, Adventure 2 especially. So coming into it, it's just like, why did they change the, like, this, I was, I lived under a rock back then, and I knew nothing about 06. So, like, I play Secret Rings, and I'm just like, why didn't they design it like Sonic Adventure? I play Unleashed, and it's just like, why isn't this like Sonic Adventure? I just sort of took it for granted that that, that was the only way Sonic could be back in the day. I was kind of the same way, where I wondered why um, they couldn't make it like the original Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2. And this is when I played the Weaver, and I don't remember that one being but... Um, I, I remember thinking about it. It's like, oh, well, I wonder why this isn't like the original Sonic Adventure. I like that one more. But I was still able to get behind it, though. It's just like, oh, okay, this is something different. I can, I can make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- has anyone here even played the Wii version of Sonic Unleashed? Yes. Yes. If you've noticed, if you noticed in my Sonic uh, video, That's what that you was played. Sonic Unleashed Wii footage. Yeah, I, I've only ever played the HD version of the game. Like I said, I don't I remember the Wii both. version being bad. I remember eh, going back It's not the best. Else. It's definitely not good. Mm-hmm. If you're going to play any any Sonic Unleashed version, you would I would uh, recommend the HD ones. I think that's really the only one that Sonic Team and Sega acknowledge, because like... The Wii one is pretty much like, like the DS version of Sonic Colors or the 3DS version. Of it's it's the second hand, it's the second hand unleashed. It's not really the one that people are going to remember the most. And I, I weirdly enough, when Unleashed came out, you know everyone hated the the HD version, but everyone praised the uh, the Wii version and the PS2 version. It's one of those things where like if you get like I find. 
that with some games. When you first play them, you think, oh yeah, it's, it's better because of this. But then you get sort of get used to the way that both of them play. And you realize that once you sort of get past the learning curve for one of the games, that you enjoy the, the more finer aspects of like the level design stuff more. And then you look back at the other one, that one's more accessible, but like the substance of it isn't as good once you've mastered it. I, I think that's sort of the case with the Wii and 360 versions. I will say this about the Wii version, though, is that, you know, as weird as this is going to sound, I actually kind of like the way how they meant, how they uh, handled the boost, where you have, like, a bar, and then you press the button, and then you activate the boost that way for, like, a certain amount of time, where it felt like as if the boost was more of a power-up than just a natural skill that Sonic knows. Like, you can't just hold down the B button mm -hmm. and just go fast. You, you have to time your boost properly, and I, I remember liking that. And I still, you know, I like the idea of that. Because it means you can't be all spam happy, go fast, you have to be smart about how you know? Like, I like that idea on paper. Whether or not they handled it correctly on the Wii game, I can't personally say because it's been a long time since I've played it. Um, but like I said, I remember liking it back then, so maybe that means something. Or not. <laughs> means something. <laughs> well, if I may talk a bit, share my thoughts on the way No, blog. you may not. <laughs> Uh, the Werehog, this is gonna sound really weird, but I, I'm firmly in the camp that believes that the Werehog has no business being in a Sonic game. Mm -hmm. It really, as, as a gameplay style for a Sonic character, it really just doesn't fit any of the tropes. Whatever you think those are, I think most people will agree that the Werehog is something that should have been its own game. You know. But when I look at the Werehog as like, hypothetically, its own game. Like, as a beat-em-up brawler, spectacle fighter, whatever you want to call it, in the vein of Bayonetta or, or Lords of Shadow or God of War, I actually think it's pretty fun for that kind of game. Like, I really like the levels, I like the puzzles, I like the platforming. I think the combat's actually surprisingly intricate for what it is. Um, and I dare say that I enjoy Sonic Unleashed more as, as for the brawler half than I do the Sonic half. Oh wow! Blasphemy! Get out I of like, the podcast. I, I enjoyed playing it more as a Werehog game than I enjoyed playing it as a Sonic game because the boost stages aren't to colors or generations levels of polish yet. Hmm. See, the thing is that really that drives me nuts about the Werehog. It's not just the fact that every single step that you take is a random encounter where you have to listen to that the encounter music. You know, it's not the fact that it's, you know, every stage is nighttime, so it naturally just kind of puts me to sleep. It's the fact that the enemies are so bland and generic, and they're just, they're not interesting, and the takedowns really aren't that interesting, and the bosses aren't that interesting. It's just, I don't really think that the Werehog is that interesting? If you're going to call it a skeptical fighter in the vein of like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, or God of War, you gotta go all out. And I don't, I think it was really underplayed. That's just me. Though. I mean, me. like, I'm not saying it's better or as good as any of yeah, those yeah. games. I'm just saying that f for that type of genre, I think it's a pretty above average game. Yeah, it, the way hog alone, sections are. Because I know a lot of people out there do like the Werehog. So there's I something like the Werehog. Yeah. 
Now, do I think it should have been in Sonic Unleashed? No, I think that Sega should have made a new Streets of Rage game and had... Like, imagine if they made a new Streets of Rage game with the Werehog sort of style gameplay. That'd be really fun. That'd be a really great way to bring Streets of Rage into 3D. I heard but no, some... we gotta shove it into Sonic because he sells better. I heard some people say that this would have been really cool if it was like a 3D Sonic and Knuckles instead of the Werehog, you control Knuckles. And I also heard some people say that it would be even cooler if this was like a Sonic and Rystar crossover. Because if you don't know who Rystar is, he, he was another Se uh, Sega mascot from the Genesis. He's pretty he's pretty much just like a walking, talking, sun-looking thing with arms and legs. But he has yep. stretchy arms. And, you know, it's like, oh, the Werehog I has stretchy, wa stretchy arms. That would be interesting. Oh. That was the Werehog. I don't remember yep. the game being bad either. Like the Rystar game. I remember liking it. So, Apparently, the American version is one of those Castlevania 3 scenarios where they made it obscenely more difficult for the American release just because people could rent it. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, we haven't Hi. heard you offer any commentary on Sonic Unleashed yet. Would you like to share your thoughts, sir? Sonic Unleashed is legit. I just used the word legit. That's how you know it's real. It's one of my favorite Sonic games actually so it's it has everything that I want even though it definitely has its issues and honestly I feel this way about Dark Souls as well that it has its issues but I guess I'm one of those weird people that finds a, a flawed game pretty interesting as opposed to a game like like I, I really enjoy Shovel Knight but I think that game is like I, I find near near perfect games like really just not as interesting as something like something I guess ambition is the difference to me. Did King K, did you see the Nostalgic Critics editorial recently? No, I didn't. Uh, he did this editorial called uh, Can a Movie Be So Good It's Bad? Oh, I saw that, yeah. And that's essentially like what you're saying. It's just like these movies where everything should work for you, but for some reason they don't hold your interest or they don't leave that much of an impression on you and essentially what he was saying is maybe it makes movies more interesting and more memorable when there are things about them that you can identify as not working yeah I do feel that way with Unleashed because I say it's one of my favorite Sonic games and then people will probably get confused and I just because I agree the metal system is really stupid I hate when Sonic progression gates I hated it in Lost World too, but it wasn't. It's it's not like game breaking, you know. I I just don't like it. I don't like the Werehog shouldn't have been in there, but I do agree that he he plays well. I think he's fun to play, so I never really had an issue with him. And I think that I like Eggman Land. I, that's sort of a weird opinion to have, but I I kind of like that Eggman Land. It is long as all fuck, but it's. I, I sort of think it's appropriate because, you know, it's it's pretty difficult and, you know, it's Eggman land. It sounds like it'd be pretty difficult. And yeah. it's it seems like a very, pretty big, like, climactic way to end it if they didn't have that fucking stupid Dark Gaia fight that I don't usually do on repeat playthroughs. I like to just think the game ends after the Egg Dragoon, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if, I don't know if you guys ever seen uh, Clement's Let's Play about it, but he brought up a good point about, 
Yeah, I think and I know where you're going with this. About how, oh, this could have very well been the last Sonic game, so this would have been a really good note to end on by making it super long and challenging because this mm. is the thing that, that you know, Eggman's been trying to make since, like, Sonic Adventure. So it, it makes sense for it to be this climactic, to be this big, to be this grand. But I still don't think that makes it. Well, I, yeah, I, I sort I, of I totally agree, agree with him, though, because... Because I don't know, because I will go back to Eggman Land, and I, I can have fun I with Eggman did. Land. I know I will the, say the people, this. like... Because there are sections of the level that are a bit iffy, like when the camera doesn't pan down, and that one, I don't know what that place is, but <clears throat> stuff like that, and he doesn't have a drop shadow, I think. Does yeah. he have a drop shadow? No, he doesn't. Okay. That's what it was. But I think I've played this game about... 10 times, like, fully. And each time I just appreciate it more and more. The daytime I levels especially. Is... And what you we were think... talking about, Michael, was, um, it was pretty spot on for me, because as I play it more and more, I just find myself, I know the levels, like the back of my hand, it's almost like a rhythm. And to me, because I know them so well, I just find it so fun to replay the daytime levels, and the, the Werehog levels really don't bother me, and I think the story is my favorite Sonic story. It has the best tone, one of my favorite Sonic soundtracks, and it looks fucking beautiful. So I just, everything gels for me the right way, even with its flaws. I always like to say the pros outweigh the cons in a pretty vast way for me. I'm gonna put that on your tombstone where you compare Sonic Unleashed to Dark Souls. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. You don't put anything on my tombstone? You're not my family. Here lies, here Damn, lies King, King Dan K. K. Sonic Unleashed is like Dark Souls. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sort of like Dark Souls, where there's something... Like, I know it has flaws, but everything else outweighs them. Is that nope. your King K impression? That's totally me. How did you <laughs> hey know? Guys, Why are there two... Me. Why are there like now three King K's in the ch in, in this <laughs> podcast? I am scared. Someone hold me. Cool. Uh, I will say this about Eggman Land. The first time I finished it, like I think what happened was I. It took me like three playthroughs to actually beat the game. And what I mean by that is when the game first came out, uh, I got to Eggman Land, but I couldn't make force myself to beat it. Because it went on for too long, and you get a game over. You got to replay all seventy minutes of it, and again, seventy minutes on your first playthrough when you don't know what you're doing. Uh, second time, I got to Eggman Land, and I forced myself to beat it. But Dark Gaia pissed me off so much that I didn't beat it. Then the final time, I actually beat Dark Gaia and actually saw the ending. Now each time I played Eggman Land, it did seem to get a little better. It, I finished it a little faster, uh, I guess because each time I was playing it, I was getting more used to the Werehog sections. Because it's really not the date, like, with Eggman Land, there's like, it mixes the boost formula with the Werehog. So you keep switching back and forth. And it's the Werehog parts of that level that really drag it out and make it take so long. Because there's so many mooks to fight, and then at the end they make you fight two Dark Gaia Titans at the same time. Which yeah. is, and it's just like right after that the the goal ring appears but because it I had gotten basically essentially three almost completed playthroughs under my belt at that point 
the, the level did seem to get shorter. Like, it went from, like, a 70-minute thing, like, oh, God, this is awful, to, like, a 40-minute thing, which is still really pushing it, in my opinion, but, you know, it's it's, it's not as bad as I remember it. I, I feel like if you... Go ahead. I feel like if, if any... Like, if you've beaten Sonic Unleashed before and you remember Eggman Land being terrible, if you go back and play it again, I think you'll find it's not quite as terrible as you remember it. So I'll give it that. But it's still way too long. Like, 40 minutes is way too long for a Sonic level. Um, and I mean, like, I think most of the Dwerhog levels are more like 20 minutes. Which is fine for a spectacle fighter sort of game. Pushing it for a Sonic game, but like I said, I don't really think it belongs in Sonic to begin with. So it's like, I'll judge it by those standards. I, it, it really just goes back to show that, you know, Sega... But what made Sega thrive way back in the day is that, you know, they they're, they were kings of the arcade, you know. They're all about style over substance, and, you know, they wanted you to replay their games more and more and more so that you can get better at them. And the better they can get, the more stylish you can play, the more stylish you play, the better at the game they can mm-hmm. get. And I really get this vibe from Sonic Unleashed, where it's like the more you play it, the better you understand it, the better you understand it, the more enjoyment you're going to get out of it. And, you know, it just kind of feeds into itself. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I think yeah. that's how I feel about all of my favorite Sonic games, mm-hmm. like Unleashed included and SA2. Um, I played them so much and I know them so well that they're just so fun to me. And I can just yeah. rip through stages and it's the best feeling. See, and that that's exactly the thing, is that that's really the appeal of not just a lot of Sonic games, but really a lot of Sega games, because they, because again, they were always about style, you know, like the better you could, like, you can't just play them one time and be like, oh, well, I I don't get it, therefore I'm not touching it ever again, because that's not what they're about, they're meant for you to, to practice, to get good, and that, when you get good, that's when the game gets really fun, but on the flip side, people would use the argument, it's like, oh, well, if the game's not fun, fun from the get-go, then, you know, then what's the point of even playing your game? And I, I'm honest, I'm honestly, I'm in that camp where it's like, I want your game to be fun from the start. You know, let me ha- let me get let me get a taste of what you're doing from the start. If I like what I if I like what you're offering, then I'll buy into it. But if not, then I'm going to steer away. And Unleashed, unfortunately, was one of those games where I had to steer away from. Yeah, it's it's one thing to make a game. I mean, like, it's it's actually really intelligent uh, in design, and you can make a game that gets better every time you play it, just because you learn more about it. Like, I think that's one of the things I really enjoy about Metroid. But, you know, but if you make the first experience with the game so, like, such a steep learning curve, then that's going to steer people away, and they're not going to see how great it is in the long run. Because they couldn't handle it in the short term. So, I totally get you, Ryan. Uh, I guess, before we wrap up with Unleashed, uh, we should probably discuss the uh, some of the other things that we don't... that are kind of problems with the game. Like, you've mentioned the metal hunting. Which yeah. I didn't... It's one of those things... It's, it's sort of like the artifacts in Metroid Prime. Where, like, if you know you're supposed to be looking for them, you can just get them along the way, and it's not a big deal. But if not, it's a flick in the dick. Well, even when, yes. I just think it's a pain in the... Like, I hate unnecessary 
design elements that add nothing. You know, like yeah, that's that's my big beef with the Chozo artifacts. They're really not. They weren't that hard for me to find in Metroid Prime, but it's just the fact that they don't. They're they seem so needless. Like every time I do them, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, and I always say that they should unlock something optional that's really cool. You know. Like, yeah, that would have been nice. If you go out of your way to collect the Sun and Moon medals, let it unlock some cool extra thing. I don't know what it would be, but it'd be awesome. Like Green Hill Zone in Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> like, we haven't had enough of those. And I, 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 remember... well, I just mean, like, the substance of it is more But I do, yeah. Me. It'd be cool if you got, like, a new stage. Like, I'd like that. I, I remember a few years ago, I was talking to somebody who was, like, so mad that I didn't like Mario 64. And, like, one of the things I said I didn't like about it was that it was a collect-a-thon. You know, because I don't like the whole collect-a-thon formula. Get X amount of Y to get the Z. I think that's stupid. I think it's bullshit. And this guy was telling me, oh, well, if Sonic had it, I bet you'd be sucking its dick. And I'm like, well, Sonic Unleashed has it, and I don't like that game at all. So where's your argument? It just, I don't like this in any game, you know? I think there's a difference between what Sonic Unleashed does and what Mario 64 does. I know, well, and it really just boils down to level design, I think. I would say maybe progression rather than level design, because with Mario 64, yes. if you didn't like a certain level, you could, in theory, avoid it, and you can't really do that in Sonic Unleashed. Well, but it's still, it's, it's still let me put it this way. Hmm? Um, you guys are familiar with box gems from Crash Bandicoot, right? I see. Yeah. Kind of. I hate those things, and I could never be asked to get them, because I hate the idea of going through an exceptionally linear level and having to do something exactly perfectly, and if you miss one fucking box, go back and do it all over again. But, at the same time, I love finding the gems in Spyro, even though it's essentially the same idea. And the difference for me is that, first of all, the gems save, so, like, if you miss a gem in, like, Stone Hill and Spyro 1, you could just reload the level and grab it. And the levels... The second thing is that the levels are designed differently. One's a giant linear corridor where, like, after certain points you can't go back or it's inconvenient to go back because of the camera. So, like, if you miss something, you you have to play the, the level again, essentially. With Spyro, it, since it's designed as more of, like, a free-roam, open-world sort of thing, it's, it's much simpler to backtrack and grab what you missed. So, and that's kind of the same deal difference, I think, for the, the medals in Sonic Unleashed. I mean, thank God you don't have to get all of them. <laughs> and it's also worth noting that box gems are optional as well. But with Sonic Unleashed, if you miss the medals, you have to replay the entire level to grab more. And that's that's kind of where it gets... Because, like, it's one thing that really bothers me about modern platformers is... There's a game from 1995 that did this sort of thing right, and it's called Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. <laughs> where, like, if you missed a creme coin in a level, you did not have to beat the level again to get that creme coin. You just go into the level, find the bonus room you missed, grab the coin, start select, you're done. But with all these modern platforming games, like Yoshi's Whirly World, Sonic Colors, Sonic Lost World... Um, let's see, what else? Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze. They make it so that you have to beat the level again. Which is stupid, and it's tacked on. It's just, I don't understand why this is a thing in so many games when a game in 1995 did it better. 
and pretty much set up that sort of side questing in, you know, level-based action platforming games. Like, I can't think of a game that did what DKC2 did, and DKC1 to some extent, before those games. They were the ones who sort of came up with the idea of like, oh, here's three things, MacGuffins in the level, go find them and you can get a final level out of that. And they did it better than all these other games now that miss this simple little design choice that ruins every, doesn't ruin everything. I'm, I don't know, I'm getting all worked up about it. You guys get what I mean. Hell yeah. Yeah, I understand that Donkey Kong Country 2 is the worst game of all time. Yeah. But no, I, You're not I, a very I good liar. Yeah. But the other thing I don't like about Unleashed is... I don't mind the metal hunting too much, because, like, now I know I'm supposed to do it, so I kind of go out of my way to grab them, and usually, for the most part, that's always enough to get through the next gate, you know? What I do mind is how levels are unlocked. Yeah. It's... Like, when you go play Colors, there's just a world map. And, like, you beat a level, you get another level. Uh, in Sonic Adventure 2, you just go from level to level with... Sonic Adventure, like, T-Call tells you where to go next. But in Sonic Unleashed, the HD version specifically, I've never played the Wii one, so maybe it's better about this, but it just seems like you unlock levels in whatever order the game wants, whenever it wants. And it's just like, go talk to Professor Pickle. Oh, now I can go to, uh, Adabat Day. Oh, go talk to Professor Pickle again. Oh, now you just unlocked, um, Shamar Knight. It's just like, the game meanders from place to place. If Why couldn't it just be, you go to a country, you play both levels back to back, you see a cutscene, you go on to the next country? Why couldn't it have just been that? If I remember correctly about the Wii version, I know for a fact that there's not really an overworld that you run around and explore in. Um, you just get like these little, like you get these locations on a map, you go there, and these places on a map will have different like NPCs that you just kind of point your Wii remote at and you talk to. Um... Yeah, it sounds has, like Klonoa Heroes, actually. It has stuff like that, and that's how you unlock some of the newer levels. Um, but you unlock some levels by just beating the regular levels. Like, you have to... It's kind of it's kind of like Secret Rings, where you have to clear, like, some missions in order to unlock some new stages. But it, it's... You get the missions that are mandatory first. And then you get, okay. like, the nighttime stage. And once when you do that, a new area will unlock. You do all this, like, you get the keys or whatever from NPCs, and that'll unlock the new level, and it's kind of rinse and repeat. And there's no, there's no metal collecting, so it's a lot more, in comparison, anyways, it's more streamlined than the HD version. Right. That's just going uh, off memory, though, so if I'm wrong, please correct me in the comments. And send Ryan hate mail, because it matters that much. Please? Thank you. I appreciate it. But that's that's all I've got to say about Unleashed. I think that covers my thoughts, so you guys can go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you've just summed up everything I need to say. Yeah. There's not much more Still I Still one of my favorite Sonic games. Yeah. I understand why people like it. Just don't ask me to play it. Do you, do you think next time we could continue this discussion about the other Sonic games? Yes. Alright. That's the thing. We're, we're like an hour and 15 minutes and it's probably... Yeah. And if you guys didn't know, this is Unburst Cast After Hours. Yeah, we're recording this a little later than we usually do. And I got two I drinks gotta... in me. So... Whoa! <laughs> Ryan. 
Whoa. Are you, are you of age? Are you, are you 21? Ryan, what is your beverage of choice? Water. 